everybody, y'all listening to Young Black and Bothered. It's another episode. It's just going to be the guys tonight. Girls, they have the night off. Shay has a lot of work to do. Chris and Iris, we gave them the night off. Plus, I think they have an episode coming up. They're going to try to do a show with the two of them and two guys. And they're going to talk about like relationships and things like that. I can be completely honest with you. Being a married man, uh, being somebody that's taken and probably been in previous relationships, the way that relationships work for people who are like 30 and below, it, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, I don't want to call people slow or stupid, but I'm starting to think people haven't figured out themselves in order to like <laughs> eradicate their own personal issues with the opposite gender. A lot of dudes are saying a lot of stupid shit to women, and a lot of women are saying and doing the absolute fucking most to catch a man and lose a man. Um, and I, I stand on that. How you feel about it, Q? Uh, I'm with you 100%. You know, it's crazy, you know. I just look, I look back at um, my 20s mm-hmm. and I'm like, and a lot of the shit that I did and, you know, I got married at 27. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I was a being ready to turn 28. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. be 30. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, yeah. I was about to turn 28. And I look back mm-hmm. and I'm like, <clears throat> I, I did all this. And yep. there's times, even now, like when I'm, I'm about to, you know, be two years closer to 40. Yep. And I catch myself uh, at times now that I'm single, divorced and single now. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and like trying to get back onto, trying to get back onto the dating scene and, and all of that. It's like, shit, I can't compete with these young motherfuckers because I know how to treat a person. Yeah, I, I would. I agree. I told you, and I, I told like the. I told Shan on she gets it. I was. I'm sorry, I don't want she gets it, bro. On loud mouth, I was like, yo, I personally, I could never go back on the market. I'd rather start paying. Because, and I know that's gonna sound fucked up, but it's the truth. Because I'm not in the condition. I'm not in the position even to entertain a, a, a woman enough to like deal with a lot of the bullshit that a lot of people are dealing with in 2022. Um, back when I was out here doing the things I was doing and being, you know, from gr- going from girl to girl and stuff like that, I knew how easy it was for me to cut a woman off and it was just as easy for them to do the same thing. You know, for a fact, like, you know, there, there was one girl in particular would love that girl. She was like, she was supposed to be the one and she wasn't because she kept cutting me off because she didn't think I was right. right? <laughs> but then every time we would go out, guess what? I get a call. Hey, are you in a neighborhood? Blah, 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 blah. And then we would have that talk and it was like, oh, well, you know what? I, I want to be in a relationship, but, you know, j- just not right now. Instead of her just saying, you know what? I want to be in a relationship, but you aren't the person I want to be in a relationship with. You were the fun. And I didn't mind being the fun because I'm getting ass at, you know, I'm getting ass at the end of the day. So it kind of fucked me up right. for a couple of years. And then, you know, I got with my wife, you know, we started dating and then we end up, you know, engaged. And then homegirl comes around again and we have this talk. And she was like, oh, so you're just over me. I'm like, bro, I've, I've waited for fucking years. And there, there's nothing that you're providing for me. I'm doing all for you, trying to make the shit work in a relationship. You don't want a relationship. You just want the perks that come with the relationship. So when I hear women right. say, oh, well, you know, I keep running into these guys who don't get it right. They don't understand. I'm like, no, like, the dude, if he wants you, he wants you. If he don't, he don't. And every guy tells you that shit straight out. Like, any guy who's a realist. Now, all the guys that these women are talking to, I will say that they need a lot of therapy. They also need a lot of soul searching because 
they aren't telling women the complete honest truth. Like if it's about ass and having sex, tell them that shit. If you want a relationship, yes, tell them that. But in, in my personal opinion, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the women, but I'm a man here at the end of the day. A lot of the issues that I've seen is because there's a miscommunication because there's not enough communication. You are assuming right. what that person thinks. And they're assuming that you get it. Instead of saying, you know what, let's sit across the table from each other and figure this shit out before we go any further. Now, uh, again, Q, somebody's going to be like, well, I tried that. You didn't try hard enough because you were willing to get up from that table and move on to the next person, which leads me to my next point. We have, well, I don't say we have, but a lot of people have too many fucking options. We have too many options of social media, Q. So I can only imagine being single and dating like, yo, like, if that person don't text me back, I'll just get on Twitter and flirt with people on Twitter. If Twitter's dead, guess what? Right, pop right. on Instagram. So it's like, bro, like uh-huh. you, you have too many options. And, you know, I know Q is back on a single market. And he and I talked about this even, you know, when he was married and I was single. I told him, I was like, bro, like, there's really nothing out here. And that was when there was less visibility in the dating market. So I can only imagine now that, you know, Q is single. He's like, like there's nothing... I don't think there's nothing out here. It's just hard to get the true person and their intentions when it comes to exactly. what they want. How do you feel, man? Exactly. Um, but that is that is so true. Um, and it, you know, the dating scene is a lot different. For, it's a lot different for me now. Mm-hmm. One, I'm I'm not in my twenties no more. I'm not even like early thirties. Almost forty. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm you know I'm almost forty. I'm a divorced single father. Well, I'm not single, really. I am a single father. But I'm a divorced father of three. And so automatically for someone that's under 30 got to, oh shit, red, red is in the red flags. Um, we're not even going to other parts of my life. Uh, yeah, we're not even going to other parts of my life. Uh, so that reduces the dating pool even further. Yep. Um, and you know, I'm at a point now where like, I I don't I I don't go to bars no. I don't really go to bars anymore because one, mm-hmm. I go there and I spend too much fucking money, and two, you know, they see me and it's like, well, what is this old fuck doing here? <laughs> Why is this old fuck trying to trying to holler at me or you know anything like that? So, you know, like 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 you said, there are many many different avenues to meet people now like you know uh you know for me i'm going on snapchat and i see i'm like oh shit and i you know i'll send a quick a quick uh like emoji or whatever and okay if i get ignored on there that's fine i am going go on twitter and, and try to holler at one of my followers <laughs> um or or i'm gonna go on this date now and try to swipe right Get a couple of swipe lefts, um, mm-hmm. and then you know if that doesn't work, then it's just so it's just so it's so many yeah. options out here, and I think that so many people are looking for a whole whole lot, but mm-hmm. not bringing a whole whole lot to the table. Yeah. Um, and like I said, you know, I'm at the age now, I'm. I'm you know, I ain't got the kids out the way. So, yeah. you know, I got, I, you know, I got the kids out the way. So that's not, you know, that's not a pressing thing. Um, would I like to have one more? Sure. Um, am I going to have one more? 
hell no. <laughs> I can't go mm-hmm. through I, I can't go through that infant stage again. I, I can't. I yeah. just I'm too old for it now. My nerves are uh, my nerves are shot. <laughs> I yeah. you know it's it, it just you know my priorities like me you know now when you know, my kids getting older I want to travel yeah like I want to travel I want to be somewhere when I go and I want to have a good time that's not in this area like let's really? let's pack a bag and go you know yeah. and a lot you know there's all right let's go to the uh, club let's get let's get let's go to the club let's get drunk let's, I don't even want to like I have to I don't even like getting drunk anymore because what the fuck Fun is that if you're not busting cheeks afterwards, you're just yeah. getting drunk. Just say, "Oh, hey, I'm loopy, loopy." Yep. Let me send out some. Let me send out some drunk tests and texts, and then fall asleep. And then mm-hmm. you wake up the next morning, and it's like, "Oh shit, I text that." Oops. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, which, which so is, it's just totally different now. Yeah, and for me, it's just crazy. And I know how it's going to sound because I've said it before, and people are like, "Damn, Greg, you you sound." like the, the old man but it's the truth um when when you have somebody that's when all, all all the people want you when i was out here single i could not find a woman to attach themselves to me because like oh well gray is single there must be a reason but the moment you have somebody everybody and their fucking mother feels as though you are the commodity like you are the table so to speak they want to see why as a married guy, like, I still, I, I think I, I teeter the line between, like, all right, he's married, he's happy, but also, like, yo, he can still have a life at the end of the day without, you know, jeopardizing his marriage. And I really implore people that are married to be able to do the same thing and be able to do both. You don't have to be a complete recluse when you're married. You can still go to the bars with your friends. You can still go hang out, have a fella's night or a ladies' night and stuff like that. But just know that you respect home first. And I always carry that person. Whenever like I engage with like a woman or something like that, be it a tweet or in person, it, it's known. The, the rings on my finger, and I'm more than likely talking about my wife and my kid. And that's just how I and that's how I've been in doctrine forever. So when people hear like Shannon and I talking with loud mouth, they're like, "Oh, how is like how are you and Shannon like you know your bond and your connection?" I'm like, "Yo, because I can speak to a woman without being disrespectful. I don't have to call a woman a bitch sixty two times." Um, I also know how to engage with women because guess what? Like it's called people skills. That's what, in my personal opinion, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of men, I won't say people, a lot of men are lacking. A lot of the women, in my personal opinion, that want to talk to men, the reason why they talk to men who are taken, the women that talk to men who are married and stuff like that is because men like those, it's not because they attach to somebody. It's because they know how to talk to women because that's all they have to do. I don't want to say that's all they have to do, but that's the bare minimum that you have to do in a relationship is have a conversation. That's how you have the difference mm-hmm. between a guy who can respect a woman but being a woman and having a conversation versus a man who's like, yo, I want to fuck. And trust me, there are absolutely men who want to fuck that are married in relationships and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. up to women or and men as well to do their due diligence and say, you know what? Like, I, I see that coming a mile away. And I know somebody will be like, oh, well, you, you never know somebody's true intentions. You should. At your, at your tender age or at your old age, you should know how the game works. If that person's asking you for news and shit 11 days from now, well, guess what? You knew what they were about. If, you know, you're asking pertinent information about, like, things that they're talking about, like, oh, when's your last relationship? Asking preliminary questions about somebody you're interested in and they can't formulate a sentence to make that make sense. Why are you even doing it? You're wasting your fucking time, right? So, you know, absolutely. I know we absolutely, okay. and I think 
and I, I think a lot of it has to do with this, with this, this, this social media generation that we're in. Mm-hmm. People don't know how to. People don't know how to talk face to face because they don't have to. They bury their face in their phone. They bury their face in their phone. They type. You know, they try to make their conversations 160 characters, or I get uh, now it's 320 characters now that Twitter expanded. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it, it's micro micro-conversations that yep. takes all kinds of text context out of the equation because you're just trying to get your point across. There's ways to get your point across and know how to talk to people. See that? And that is, and that is I, I, I don't want to make it a Gen Y or, or a Millennial or Gen Z or whatever the fuck this generation is called now, but it mm-hmm. is a difference. Like, I, saw, I started seeing the difference my senior year in college, because everyone on campus, we knew how to talk to we knew how to talk to each other. One, mm-hmm. not a lot of us had cell phones. Well, we had cell phones, but they weren't smartphones, so there yeah. was no, you know, there was no Twitter. I remember the days when Facebook was just limited to those who were in college. Mm-hmm. You know, those who were who were in undergrad. We had to, you know, you know, we were born on campus. We made up games to go and play. We, we played the old school, let's go play tag, let's play it. You know, all of, you know, uh, uh, all of those things. Like, you know, my senior week, we went flashing on the fucking track because it was mm-hmm. something to do. Yeah. Never mind we were all drunk, but it was something to do because we knew how to make our own fun. Yeah. We knew oh, how to so make our own cute. fun. Hold on, let me just finish this. So, you know, like I said, we knew how to make our own fun because... Growing up, we had to eat it because you better not bring your ass in this house until the streetlights come on. So, exactly. it, you know, we were forced to make up things to, to make up things to do, to make friends with people, to have those, to have conversations with people. Now, all you got to do is 160 characters, send out an emoji, you good. Yeah. And I was going to like piggyback off what you're saying, because I know we're going to get into the show. We're in the show. But my, my last little talking point was this. A lot of people, when it comes to the way that they interact with other people, it's solely based off of social media, like you said. But it's also personalities. People don't have personalities outside of their social media accounts. You see these people and you're like, yo, they're lit as shit on Twitter. They're talking about Wagon Wednesdays and Titty Tuesdays. They, they the nastiest motherfucker on planet Earth. Team eat ass, team eat pussy and all this other shit. But then when you get this person to have an individualized conversation, a one-on-one, even a text thread, they can't formulate more than two sentences without it being something sexual, like hypersexual or something completely asinine. And that's because a lot of people's personalities hinge off of the retweets. And the quote mm-hmm. tweets and people liking their shit. Not everybody's gonna like your shit. Cause honestly, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. A lot of y'all aren't likable people outside of social media. That's why y'all live for that shit. Y'all be on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and shit. There's so many people that I'm friends with and people that I know. And I'm like, yo, I I went to school with you. I know you. You were lame in real life. Like somebody would say the same thing about me. Oh, Greg, you when you were in high school, you were the quiet guy. I was like, if only you knew. If only you knew. Q, was, Q and I met on Twitter. That, that's a relationship that people are like, yo, like, Greg, like, you and Q met on Twitter and y'all are like brothers. Yes. Because we established immediately, not only are we friends, it's, it's going to be you and me. When we hung out that night, it's like, all right, we cool. We, we connect. We get it. And I've never mm-hmm. had to question Q's friendship. On Twitter, people dox their own fucking friends if they say something that they don't agree with. 
people go and expose screenshots and shit like like why why are we doing this? So God forbid you ever end up in a relationship with somebody on Twitter in 2022, it gets worse because your relationship they hinge that whole fucking thing on social media. I can tell you as sure as I'm black, like the the women that I've been with previously and stuff like that, they're on social media. A couple of them got me blocked, but you know what? I would never disrespect them. And the reason why I was like, yo, you and I had a moment. It did or didn't work out. But you know what? That's our business. If we put that shit out there, who the hell is it? It's not helping or hurting anybody. It's just literally information that nobody gave a fuck about. Just giving people free entertainment. But, Mm -hmm. you know, all I'm going to say when we get to, you know, the next segment is like, I I really implore people not sound like the old dude, but it's like, oh, just like think about how you want to treat your relationships and like in real life. Because the shit that y'all think is on Twitter, that person that might be in fucking Minnesota or Minneapolis, Florida and shit, like all those places, and you in like Virginia or D.C. or something like that. Like, yo, half the motherfuckers you're never going to meet. You're trying to impress people that honestly could care less once they put their phone down. So especially when relationships, we have to get back to basics. When I say get back to basics, just start using the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. It's really that simple. It's bare bones. That's why when people are like, oh, well, why do you know? Why doesn't she get it? Why doesn't he get it? You know, why is he treating me like this? Uh, well, he's probably treating me like this because this is how he was treated before, or more importantly, this is how he's treated other women before. It's learned behavior. It's a pattern. You know how to stop that pattern? Mm-hmm. Leave that motherfucker in the dust. When women always complain about, oh, you know, I, you know, every guy I talk to, okay. If it's every guy, guess what? Common denominator to me, uh, you know, I'm the idiot here. If you want to call it that, no. If you dated five fucking dudes and they all ain't been shit, like either you got a streak of bad luck or you keep picking the same motherfucker and remixing it. Make it make sense to you because it makes sense to all of us. You know, they say that, they say that the definition of insanity is doing things over and over and expecting, expecting a different, expecting yeah. a different result. So I, I, I would say a lot of them, yeah, yeah, they're insane because you keep choosing this type of person. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, get, you choose this person. They shoot you like shit. Okay, you go to the next one. They shoot you like they, they they did the same thing that the other person just did to you. Okay, that's fine. Let me go find someone else. You find someone else. They're doing the exact same thing that the other two people did to you. That's insanity. Exactly. That's insanity. Exactly. exactly. So one day you, you know, one day you got to decide. All right, I'm going to shock the system. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and there's come, there comes a time where you have to shock the system. You yep. got to do something different because if you continue to do the same thing over and over and over again, you're going to get the same results over and over and over again. Exactly. I, I just wish everybody who's single the best because the dating market is just like the housing market. It's shit. And the only way to maneuver is honestly to get what works for you right then. You're, you're not going to check all your boxes. You're, you're not going to get all the things that you want. Get the most important thing. If you don't want somebody that beats on you, well, guess what? Make sure that the motherfucker don't beat on you. And some people do lie. I, I do understand that. Get a gun. I, I, I'm, I am pro, you know, if a woman's getting hit by a man, just shoot his ass. I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And I really implore women to do that. A lot of women are like, oh, I'll take it. And I understand, like, I'm speaking for women and there are no women on the show that can speak for themselves. But 
us men, we have to honestly, we have to protect the women that are in our lives as well as the women that are in our surroundings. I'm talking the women that you see guys disrespecting on Twitter, calling them bitches and hoes and stuff like that. Protect them, too. It doesn't make you a pussy or, you know, when you a captain save a hoe to protect a woman. You got to do that shit. You, you have to do that shit. But at the same time, it's also on the women as well to say, you know what? Like enough is enough. Like he hasn't learned his lesson. So I have to teach him. Sometimes you have to teach people. Uh, how do you put it? You have to teach people how to treat you because they don't know. That, that is a law. So maybe, you know, instead of the golden rule, just retrain people or teach people how to treat you because clearly they ain't going to know. So I, I just want to leave that there. You know, I don't want to talk too much about it. I feel like, you know, Chris and Iris are going to talk more about that on that relationship episode. Let, let's just move in to like shooting the shit obviously that's what we've been doing um how, how have you been Q? How, how is your mental how's your physical how's everything um, <clears throat> um well uh it's been a, it's been up and down it's been up and down I, I will admit that um i i um got a step uh, offer a new job um so that's the, the incredible high and, but the low is I still haven't got my offer letter yet, so I'm still waiting on that to come. And, you know, I got I got the email saying congratulations, we want to offer you position, but I haven't got the official paperwork saying okay, where you know where I can sign on the dotted line. So I'm I'm still waiting on that. It's just, it's a process, you know. If people people know you're going through a job, sometimes it takes a minute for for things to to work itself out, um, but. Like, talk about growth, Q. Like, the way that we talk now, like, 
I can only imagine if we did this fucking podcast in 2009, 2010, 2011, and people had to go back and listen to us dialogue then versus now, the, the fucking growth that they would have witnessed. The, the, the men that they're seeing and hearing right now are not the men that most people knew back then. So I, I want to say thank you for being a part of the growth for me and me being a part of growth for you and honestly us doing it together because yeah i mean was, you know 10, 10 11 years ago they would have, this this conversation would have would have involved a whole lot of liquor exactly. <laughs> a exactly. whole lot of liquor and i'm just gonna leave it at that a whole lot of liquor yeah. and where Absolutely. the liquor took us that's where it took us but yeah. <laughs> it was usually to a young lady's house or some shit like that but then, again another story for another day um this will probably be a shorter show because, you know, we're going to talk to news. We're going to do our discussions and stuff. We can give unpopular opinions. We're not going to do dope notes this week. We can do it with the ladies next week. We'll do our little call to action. We'll be out. Um, basically, I guess for me, what's happening for to close out shooting the shit, I'm in the process of home buying. Um, last week or Saturday, I know I told you, Q, we went to those two houses for the sports desk. We went to those two houses. Um, the first house was really nice. The second house was the one with the dick on the bed, right? With the dildo on the bed. And oh my God. It, it was bad. Now, anybody who's listening and they want to know that story, uh, YBAB Sports Desk will be live tomorrow at 1 p.m. So please go check that out on all your DSPs and you get the entire story as well as some really quick quips from Lou and Q about a whole bunch of things sports. So again, every Monday we're live on stereo and then the show is post on Wednesday. We give you guys a day buffer, you know, get y'all shit together. And this episode obviously will be out on Thursday. With that being said, though, we saw those two homes and our agent was trying to get us to pick that first house. We really, we liked the house, but it was small. It was not even a starter home. That was that home that's like, you know what? It's uh, a guy and his girl or two roommates. And it's like, you know what? We're going to get this house and it'll be cool and cute. You know, we can have parties and stuff like that. The house that we put the offer in today is in that same neighborhood for that same price. Now, I will say we offer $20,000 more than the listing price because of the market. The market kind of like dictates itself. So it's like, okay, we couldn't put the list price because they would have looked at it and was like, okay, so who wants to offer more than that? But we offered an offer that we hope that they can't refuse and say yes to, and we close the next 30 days. So we may have our first ever home. Um, I'm, I'm very proud, but I'm very nervous, frustrated, um, anxiety is going through the roof. There's a lot of shit going on all at once. So I've been trying to, you know, podcast and do other things to kind of like get my mind off of it because we weren't going to have a show tonight. And I was like, you know what? Q and I are going to, you know, shoot the shit for an hour or so. And here we are. So yeah, that's my like life as of now. Also, my kid is going through the terrible twos where she wants to throw things and she does this really sinister, like, when she knows she did something wrong, she looks down and she looks up, like, in a really, like, devious way. And it's like, yo, is this kid, like, like possessed or something? Like, what is going on? She's she a little bit crazy. She's a little bit nuts. But I, I love my group. Um, and she, I'm going to send you the photo. Like, oh, yeah, she she looked like she's up to no good. But that, that's my that's my little lady. So, you know, I just got to make sure that, you know, we, we treat her right and teach her right. Because, you know, how you raise them at home is how they go outside. So that's, you know, my thought process. I'm just hoping to be one of the best dads that I know outside of Q, Rob, um, Darren, like uh, our, our core guy group. Now, we have some other friends that are good fathers as well. But I like to think the core collective of our peers are better fathers than the ones that we've seen. 
including and I can say this in my personal opinion, even the guys that raised us. You know what I mean? So basically, let's get into First 48. For anybody who is not familiar with First 48, this is where I read articles and, you know, the other hosts of the show this week, Q, he is going to try to guess the first 48 statements that happens. Basically, these stories Usually, that happen. Yeah, so, well, I, I just wanted to fill in that part. Usually, the, usually the stories that happen in Florida, mm-hmm. um, sometimes in the second most fucked up state in the country, which is New Jersey. I'm glad I can actually say that this week without mm-hmm. um, being cussed out. <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes Texas and Georgia are top of the list, too. But. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the first article says that a woman admits that she didn't do a good job cleaning blood from her car where she allegedly shot her boyfriend. Yeah. So it, it, yeah, in the article, it says a woman accused of killing her boyfriend allegedly referenced the slipshod job she did cleaning the victim's blood from a car that she rented. Um, Brooke Lank, 24, um, was able to confirm the charges. I'm sorry, the People magazine was able to confirm the charges against Brooke Lank, 24, through online court records. Lank was arrested on Monday and charged with individual counts of criminal homicide and abuse of a corpse stemming from the shooting death of Anthony Lofton, 22. Lank has not entered any plea deals to the charges. She is due to appear in court next month on April 8th. Her public defender could not be reached for comment on Wednesday morning. Lofton's remains were found in an alleyway this morning on March 13th, according to a statement. First responders, I'm sorry, first responders found an adult male with a gunshot wound to the head. Police determined that 24-year-old Brooklyn of Pitt, uh, well, I just gave you that, it happened in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, was the woman, the person responsible for the homicide. She's being held without bail. Again, this happened in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I screwed that one up. Let's go to the next one. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, Where's the next one? Um, So apparently convoy truckers keep thinking that the traffic that they are in, you know, experiencing is actually Antifa. (laughs) Well, we know that is D.C. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. The truckers of the so-called people's convoy are battling a boogeyman. It's not mask mandates, vaccines government out overreach or president joe biden that has them looking over their shoulders but dc commuters they suspect to be antifa provocateurs are out to get them yeah that was the thing um first of yeah. all first of all to the to, to to you idiot fuckers who are screwing up who are screwing up traffic in dc yes we're giving you the middle finger because we we, we deal with traffic every day, and then they have to deal with the actual bullshit y'all holding the traffic and, and honking the horns and, and all that other crap because of some phantom <clears throat> mandates that, that are all being lifted or don't exist anymore. Go to fucking hell. That's, that's my message to you. Go to, go to fucking hell. Pretty much. Um, next article. Woman dead after an argument at a bowling alley. Truly an atrocity says that an argument over a bowling ball has left a woman dead on Thursday night, according to police. Police say that they were called to Metro Fun Center, an entertainment venue with a skating rink, bowling alley, and more just before 11 p.m. Investigators say that a 31-year-old woman was killed during a celebration at the business of Metropolitan Parkway. Um, Also says they identified her as Lakevia Jackson. This is truly an atrocity. 
A young woman lost her life tonight as a result of an argument over a bowling ball. Guess the first 48 states. Oh my goodness. Um, <clears throat> after, we do, after we do this first 48, I want to talk about uh, a situation that happened in uh, Norfolk this past weekend. Uh, but I'm going to say this happened in Florida. You're very close to this happened in Atlanta, Georgia. But here's oh, here's yeah. an interesting turn of events with this article. The young lady <laughs> who had died, uh, Lakevia John uh, Jackson, rest in peace to her, was actually the mother of Young Thug's child. I think her their kid is 16 years old. Um, wow. She apparently had an argument at the bowling alley, and I don't know like the like inner workings of what happened. All we do know is. She was shot outside. So the person post argument waited for her to leave the bowling alley and then shot. Wow. So yeah, rest in peace to her. There are absolutely there are too many idiots and assholes out here just doing anything. And I, I want to blame the shot for people acting crazy, but I just want to also send our condolences to Young Thug, their family, especially their son together. Because I mean. Not having a mom, man, that's, that's a big fucking deal. So, you know, rest in peace to her and condolences. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so the story I want to, the story I want to talk about, and, it, and, it, and it's almost parallel to that last story that we just was talking about. And this is Virginia Paper Lines reporter died in shooting when it tried, when it tries to assign her the story. I don't know if you've heard this, uh, <laughs> heard about this. Okay. So. <clears throat> Editors at the Virginia Pilot wanted Sierra Jenkins to cover a shooting at a local restaurant, not realizing she was one of the victims. Um, so, a newspaper in Norfolk, Virginia, um, discovered one of its reporters had died in a shooting on Saturday after editors attempted to have her cover the tragedy. Sierra Jenkins, 25, and what makes this even more sadder, she just turned 25 a week before she died, uh, who reported on education for the Virginia pilot was supposed to cover the breaking news deaths on Saturday. So when word broke out of a shooting outside of, she chose to backstage. And I've been there before, but uh, years ago when I, when I was going to Norfolk frequently, um, editors reached out to assign her the story. But it turned out Jenkins herself was one of two people killed in the shooting, which, which also wounded three others, according to the Associated Press. When we say... Wow. How, how this shouldn't happen, it happened over someone spilling a drink. Jesus. No. Like, all, all, all I can say is this, man. Um, we've been places, Q, and we've accidentally bumped into somebody. A drink might get spilled or something like that. You might step on somebody's shoes. I, I know how some people, like, they can't put their pride aside and not apologize. Apologize. Also, just let it know it. that's not your intentions. Don't go and mean mug people and be like, what, my bad, and just give attitude when you may actually be at fault. Just treat everything like, yo, like, I just want to leave safely tonight. I, I want to get back home because I can guarantee you there are motherfuckers who literally are having bad days and they are waiting to pop off on someone. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, it, 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 you know, like I said, what makes this such a tragedy is our editors were calling, literally calling her to go and cover this story, not knowing that 
she was on the pavement dying. Um, again, she just turned 25. She was at the Virginia Pilot for two years. Had just got her own place because she was living with family. She had just got her own place. Um, her dad had bought her a table from Ikea, a coffee table from Ikea, which was, was posted the next day, because this happened on Friday, last Friday. The next day, was supposed to come over to her apartment and put it together. Now he's burying his daughter. Mm-hmm. And she, um, she graduated from Georgia State. She graduated from Georgia State in 2019. She uh, had worked as an intern at CNN, and then until she uh, got the, the Virginia pilot job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when are we going to finally do something as a country? As mm-hmm. that, When are we finally going to wake up and see that gun violence is an ep- it's not a, it's not an epidemic, it's a pan- it's its own pandemic. COVID nineteen, yeah, that's a, you know we we got, we recognize and understand that this a, that this is you know that that's a pandemic. When are we going to finally realize and understand and get it through our thick skulls that gun violence is a pandemic in itself? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, man, I, I'm praying for everybody at this time, at this point because. Shit is getting crazy out here. Uh, our condolences to her as well. Just this shit is crazy, man. Um, let, let, let's let's move on to a lighter uh, first forty-eight. Um, okay. Th- this this first forty-eight says a Hermes driver steals uh, steals a package thirteen minutes after the delivery. It says that Nurse Angeli Andrade shared CCTV footage of a Hermes employee delivering a package to her home, placing it in the foyer of her uh, building, marketing it as delivered on the tracking system. However, 13 minutes later, the same CCTV camera filmed a man of identical build, clothing, and mannerisms enter the foyer, go straight for her package, in addition to another one that was left for her neighbor. Angeli believes it was the same delivery man. Andrade says that she was very disappointed and angry to discover that the parcel had been taken after initially being confused as to where it had gone. I received confirmation it had been delivered, so I asked my husband to go down, but when he did, 20 minutes later, there was no parcel there. This was at the time that I knew that it was stolen. Guess the first 48 state was actually, yeah, this actually is an international one. Yeah. Guess the international place where this happened. London. You're absolutely right, you. Absolutely right. Absolutely <laughs> fucking right. Um, you know what? Um, if you're getting a package delivered, just have it delivered. Like if, you, if, if you're doing an Amazon, have it sent to an Amazon locker. Have it sent to a locker. <laughs> because there's just, I mean, it, Get it sent to an Amazon locker somewhere, or like get it shipped. You know this US, the US, this USPS. Have it held at the post office, and make sure you get insurance when you're exactly. you get shit. Because there's some idiots out here. There's some idiots out here that will um, 
grow sticky fingers and take your shit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, also, invest in the ring cam. I'm currently, because I was reading that article, I'm currently looking at ring cams and nap cams and shit like that to make sure, because I know me. I will go knocking from door to door, making sure. Um, now, you know, Q, my house is like fucking Fort Knox. Ain't, ain't shit getting past in here. Um, we got enough security in here to be like, you know what? Sure. Okay. We gonna see. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You at some point, and whenever we get the house, it's gonna be the same way. But porch pirates and stuff like that, especially the people delivering it, like, bro, come on, like, what's your job really worth that Hermes that everybody saw you steal? And the thing is, you didn't even look up to see if there was a camera, that's how bold you had to have been. Either way, it's almost like the, it's almost like the you know, people order a DoorDash and, and you yep. never get the delivery, or <clears throat> it'll get marked as delivered, but. Exactly. Absolutely agree. Well, I know this. You come and take my fucking food that, like, you know, eating fries out of my bag and shit like that. Yo, I have to fight you on site. I literally have to fight you. That's why, like, again, get that fucking ring cam. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad we're in the house hunt because I, I want a house that I know for I, I can put a ring cam on because I want to see my fucking surroundings. I, I want to legitimately see. How many idiots do idiotic things in our neighborhood? I'm even going to pay you. I'm going to pay to get the 24-7 package. I want to see y'all at night, too. Because I know shit goes down at night. But again, let, let's get to the next article. So apparently diners got an eye full last week after a man allegedly began masturbating inside of a Starbucks. Yeah. It says a self-proclaimed homeless male model has been arrested for allegedly masturbating in front of people in front of a busy Starbucks. Blake Rain was apparently seen by several witnesses pleasuring himself at the Starbucks. Uh, witness Alyssa De Maria said that she was in the shop when she started using her phone to record him. What the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out. It's disgusting. She yelled at him, talking about the man in the video obtained by the local news. Mr. Rain wearing a white t-shirt, underpants, and white socks, clearly unbothered did the gross deed in front of an American flag in the coffee shop while looking around at everybody. Mr. Uh, uh, Maria <laughs> said that he continued for about 10 minutes before, P uh, before the police finally arrived. At that point, Mr. Rain took off running, barefoot with socks on. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, but this is total okay, cute. Before you even guess, this is how better this gets. It says Mr. Rain allegedly refused to comply with police orders, and they shot him with a dart, fire, and stun gun. That's when he started yanking it again. This time, pulling the darts out of his body and running off again while jerking off. In a bizarre oh, chase, no. <laughs> oh, no. in a bizarre oh, chase, police shot Mr. Rain roughly eight times before he was finally subdued. Police used closed fist distraction blows and kicked him in the lower back area as well, according to the police report. One of the officers was injured after he fell during the foot chase. He was char- uh, Mr. Rain was charged with lewd and levacious behavior, disorderly conduct, levacious, yes, behavior, disorderly conduct in an establishment and resisting an officer without violence. His bond has been set at $700. Records show that Blake Rain is at a correctional center as of Sunday. Please guess the first 48 state where he said, you know what? I'm just going <laughs> to wake, wake, wake my chick. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'm waiting for coffee. <laughs> Wanking latte. <laughs> you wonder what that foamy substance is on your latte, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> foamy. Florida. <laughs> Florida. Only in Florida. You know what? Yeah, absolutely right again. This absolutely <laughs> not, not only did it happen in Florida, it happened at the Starbucks on Collins and 29th in Miami Beach. Now, anybody oh, who's been to Miami South knows that. Beach. Yes. This man went to South Beach and wanked it out of Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that that's the first 48 for the week. Let's get into, um, actually, I'll, I'll save the, the worst gift. Well, we'll, actually, no. Let, let's, let's talk about that. You, you and I can talk about that before we get into uh, the actual news, right? We'll do one discussion, then we'll do the news, and then we'll do the other discussion about the reunions, right? So what's the worst gift yeah. that you've ever gotten from a woman? The worst gift that I ever got from a woman? Um, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, you know, I'm not usually one that... <clears throat> I don't usually... like. I, I don't like gifts because I never know what I want. I... I never, yeah, like even when I was married, my, my ex-wife, I'm like, so what do you want for Christmas or what do you want for your birthday? I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Get to Think of something I like and, and get it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you that the worst, the, the worst gift that I've given. Oh, yeah. That's it, was, about it. it was, it was to say ex-wife. I got her a lump of coal. Yeah, that, that was. Yeah. That was you at your worst behavior, sir. <laughs> but it wasn't like an actual lump of coal. It was bubble gum that looked like a lump of coal. Yes, I, I vividly remember. <laughs> I, I, you, you remember? Oh, my God. Yeah, you did that's when wrong. I was in the, I did nothing wrong because I was in the, I was, that's when I was in the height of, all right, I, I want a divorce. Mm-hmm. Um so I wasn't giving anything. I wasn't giving anything nice, and I know that's you know in hindsight now, hindsight now, that's probably was very very bad of me. But at that point in time, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> and that's not the I would say, I would say, yeah, like I said, I, in terms of worst gift, I can't really say um, a worst gift. That I, you know, I can't really think of a birth gift that I that I haven't received from a woman, because like I said, I for me it's <clears throat> I keep so much shit. I don't, you know, unless it's something that I can use every day or anything like that. It usually just sits in a box, so I regift it. 
at, and, yeah. and bring it to uh, the white elephant party and, and give it away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I would... Oh. I got a really bad pair of socks once. Mm. Really bad pair of socks. Like, they were... I forgot what. I forgot what color they were, but one they were two. They were three sizes too small. I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do with these? Put them on a kid? Yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. I took them. I took them to work with me, and you know, if you know, working at early childhood, kids have accidents. So yeah. kid had an accident. At least I had a pair of socks for them. But yeah, I yeah. couldn't fit them at all. Okay, so for me, the worst gift I received was from a girl. Um, she got me a a hat that I can't remember where it came from because you know it's, I, I like hats once upon a time and some Ed Hardy cologne. Now the, it was the thought that counts. She liked me. I I liked her a little bit too. Um, and she she came to my job, so she was like, "Oh, you know, it's your birthday," and she came to my job on my birthday because she knew where I worked at. That's when I worked like right near, like downtown by um near uh. Was it the archives, right? So she comes yeah, off the I, metro. I know. Yeah. Yes, once, I know. once upon a time. Yeah. So, so we went, you know, she, I come downstairs and she goes, hey, I brought you a gift. She wants me to open it in front of her, right? And I open it in front of her. It was a, a t-shirt, a hat, and some cologne. So it was a thought that counts. But for me, I know for a fact I never wear Ed Hardy cologne. I don't like Ed Hardy, and she was one of those chicks that like she thought Ed Hardy was like popping because she was from New York, and I was like, yo, like I don't rock oh, Ed Hardy. Oh no, not that one. Yes. Oh, no. And I was like, yo, like oh, no. I, I don't like Ed Hardy, like at all. Like there's nothing appealing to me about it, and I don't want to say it like you know, like it was the worst gift because it definitely wasn't. But I was like, yo, like it just it wasn't the right thing. Um, I was gonna put pussy on the list for the worst gift I got, but it was just from one person. But I'm not gonna be that disrespectful. But I'll just settle <laughs> with the, the Ed Hardy cologne. Because that was that was really uh it wasn't even a bad gift, it just Ed wasn't Hardy. the gift that I was expecting. So true, true, true. Yeah. Um, true. now let, let's get into some news and then we get to the next the discussion to kind of like round us out, right? So okay. the first article it says uh, it's not even an article. It's um, New York Times. So they did an editorial board. You know, every once in a while they do their think pieces and shit, right? So the think piece mm-hmm. is America has a free speech problem. Um, New York Times is tired of cancel culture. They don't want uh, cancel culture to be a thing. And honestly, I don't know if you care about this. I don't. I just figured we wanted to bring it up because I thought the girls were going to be on this week. And more recently, we talked about cancel culture and stuff like that. I think you and I agree that cancel culture doesn't really exist because nobody ever gets canceled. It's just like a buzzword that people use to kind of like float the idea that they don't like that person at that time, but they're always looking for the next person to cancel, so to speak. Of course. Of course. So, um, yeah, I really don't. I Okay. And, you know, people say stupid shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, people do stupid shit all the time. Absolutely. And, you know, at, you know, 90% of the time is they don't know what they're doing or they, they're not cognizant of what they're doing. So it could be just be an honest mistake. And yeah. then you do have people who do stupid shit, like do stupid, stupid shit and know that they're doing stupid shit. Now, those are the ones like Marjorie Taylor Greene. She needs to go. 
um, is very, very pertinent. Like, it's, you know, like I said, it's somewhere where I only worked a couple of weeks or I was maybe there for like, you know, a month or two. I don't even mention it. Mm-hmm. It's not on my resume. I don't talk about it. I don't bring it. I don't bring it up. Yep. You know, I don't bring it up. It's like my resume right now. It doesn't have that <clears throat> that last job that I worked with. It was only there for a month because, like, why? There's no point. Um, and you know, in a in a way that's good and bad. <clears throat> in a way that's like I said, that's good and bad. Um, it's good because you ain't got to talk about it, but it's bad. Because it leaves you, you know, say like for me, I've been out, I've been out of work for two years now, mm-hmm. you know, for two years, result of the pandemic and everything. So there's ways, especially right now, there's ways that you can explain a large, a large gap um, between in your working, in your resume, in your working history. Um, we got a natural born excuse, the pandemic. Exactly. For me, I got an even more natural excuse. My kids were in another state. So I went and I relocated to be with them and to help them as they were navigating through, uh, you know, going to school virtually. Um, but like I said, you know, it, there's ways to explain it. Um, so I like, you know, it's, uh, it can be good for you and it also can be a detriment to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you just explain yourself. People know, people know when you're genuine and when you're just faking it. Exactly. Especially and especially in an interview, they can they can tell when you're being genuine, and they can tell when you just this is off of shits and giggles. Agreed. Absolutely agree. Gosh. I mean, you, you touched on. I ain't getting. I don't even have to like piggyback off that. I absolutely agree, man. Um, let, let, let's see. What else do we have on our Docket. Uh, I don't think we had more. We talked about the masturbate man. Um, we, we we talked about the housing market. We talk about that more next week. Um, I also wanted to touch on. Have you heard of the 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 rap about the prayers for Ukraine from Alex Stein, number ninety nine? Mm-hmm. Have you heard this? So I, I guess like this this young guy who works for the government, right? Uh, by the name of Alex Starr, he's number 99, I guess, like in Congress or whatever. He goes and he does a, a rant that's a rap. I want you to hear it for yourself, too, because I think it's it's absolute theater. I don't even have my soundboard ready, but I, I do want to play it. Uh, let's see if I can play this really quickly. Um, what, what else do 
we have from the news. Um, oh, yeah. This was supposed to be a first 48, but I might as well read it to you. Um, apparently, a New York City landlord posts giant signs calling out their non-paying tenants. So it says, in the sign of the times, a fed-up Queens landlord posted two giant banners calling out his allegedly deadbeat tenants for owing him $17,000 in back rent. My tenants on the first floor are not paying rent. Read the bold posters slung over the first floor of rental on 175th Street in Springfield Gardens. Landlords Calvin and Jean, I'm sorry, and John Thompson posted the banners, which can be seen from the Belt Parkway in hopes of shaming their tenants into paying up. It was also featured in a TikTok video that got more than 14,000 likes and supportive comments like, not paying your bills is ghetto. The Thompsons have owned the two uh, the two family homes since 1989. They began the process of trying to evict Marie and Eugene Lamore and their daughter, Kathea, in Queens Housing Court last month. But with nearly 200,000 eviction cases pending in the city after pandemic protections and the state's eviction moratorium created a historic mm-hmm. backlog, the landlords see humiliation as the next best tactic. The signs are very embarrassing and shameful, said the Thompson son, Calvin Jr. That's the only voice we have at this stage. Freedom of speech. The signs seem to be working, though. Cathia Lamour tried to cut one sign down. When she calls Uber, she won't do it in front of the house anymore. She runs to the end of the block so they don't see him. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncomfortable that we have to see these hang, uh, to hang these up. But we're $20,000 uncomfortable. So I think it's a sign that this is very minor, right? It also says problems began in July when the Thompsons raised the rent of the Lemoore's three-bedroom pad from $1,800 a month to $1,900 a month. The first rent hike in nine years. The Lemoore's didn't want to pay the 5% increase. Kathir, who worked for the City Department of Social Services, makes 46700 Yo, they are putting all this shit out. Jesus Christ. It says... According to government salaries, it, uh, told the Post that she tried to drop off $1,800 in rent instead of the new amount, but the Thompsons refused to take it. So she stopped paying altogether. Hey, I would do the same goddamn thing. I actually did do the same. I actually did do the same thing, but I had my reasons why. Yeah. You know my reasons why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That is, cr- she, she was definitely Martin from uh, when he was like, I'm not paying the fire. That is funny as shit. Um, we have a voicemail from Cashley. Let, let's see what Cashley has to say. To pay the five. They said they ain't paying the five. <laughs> they ain't paying the five. Oh, yeah, they definitely ain't paying the five. Yo, their rent went from 1800 to $1,900. It's like, yo, you realize we're still in this pandemic and shit, right? But my thing is this, and I know this is going to sound fucked up, because the moratorium, that started in, what, 2020? Mm-hmm. So it started in 2020. Um, and they said that they were back due, according to the article, $1,700. So, yeah, $1,700 in back rent. What is $1,700 uh, divided by $1,800? Well, $1,900. So, j- just doing quick math, right? It's a $17,000 17, divided by uh, $1,900, right? So, they pretty much haven't paid by, what, what, 15, about a year and a half, right? Well, a year and three months. So, pretty much, damn. yeah. Yeah, so I mean that's that's pretty much on par. But hey, if you ain't gonna pay the five, just don't pay the five. I I, I don't see what's wrong. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes, honestly, like 
the landlords will tell you exactly who the fuck they are in moments like that. But they won't tell the entire story. They won't say, guess what? Pay us more, but we ain't fixing shit. That's what we won't do. That's what I'm right. And I was in that and I was in that exact type of situation. Mm-hmm. I you you knew the struggle that I was having yeah. my landlord and like for almost three years. And I'm like, I'm not paying I'm not paying out of my pocket to fix something that you should be fixing, especially when we have brought that situation to your attention many, 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 many different times. So no, I'm not paying anymore. And then, and then I, you know, you remember the summers where the AC would go out, mm-hmm. um, where I, the washing and dryer went, went dead mm-hmm. and we couldn't. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. nah. Yeah. Uh, I, I ain't paying a five. And in my, in my landlord at the time increased my rent from 1000 to 1300 Yeah. For the closet that we were, for the closet of an apartment that we were living in. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, what else do we have on the docket? Because we, we have a discussion and we're about to have in a second. <laughs> we're going to get up out of here soon. Um, in DC news, um, I, I read from Washingtonian. Uh, I'm sorry, Washingtonian. Farewell, Woodrow Wilson. It's Jackson Reed High School now. How do you feel about this, Q? You know what? Fuck you, man. Fuck you, Mario Bowler. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're trying to open up. A, so now there's another. They're trying to open another high school in Ward Three to alleviate some of the pressure from Wilson because Wilson has Wilson is. <clears throat> when they the renovated Wilson, or whatever the fuck it's called now, um, was built for four, for fifteen hundred students. There's almost two thousand. So they're trying to put another another high school in Ward Three, which is you know what we're gonna save this conversation for another day and time because I I have my own thoughts about that. <laughs> I didn't even know that that the name change was official. <clears throat> yeah. I know why they wanted to do it because Wilder Wilson owned slaves and, mm-hmm. and you know the people in War Three. I'm like, oh no, that's bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we definitely uh, let's put a pin in this one because I feel like this could be a very like a, a very hard discussion to have when it comes to DC, especially you being an educator and you know us working like government stuff like that, and then more importantly us being black and not only going to those schools or attending those schools, but playing against those schools, traveling those schools. I know mm-hmm. I, I went to Deal for a year before I came to PG schools and I went to Merch right down the street from there and I was scheduled to go to Woodrow Wilson after junior high school. Like when Alice Deal uh, Junior High School was Alice Deal Junior High School, now that it's Alice Deal Middle School because God forbid calling the school Junior High School even though that's exactly what the fuck it is. Um, I was actually flabbergasted to hear this about the, the uh, Wilson being called, uh, what they say it was called Jackson Reed High School, and then it went into effect on March 15th, following years of calls to remove the former president's name. Like you said, let, let, let's put a pin on it. Let, let's just go ahead and put a pin on that one, too, because that's going to lead us perfectly into this discussion that I wanted to have with my brother. Okay. Did you actually end up going to your high school reunion? And do you plan yes. on going to the next one? 
Yes. So I had no. So what? I had no choice because I was I was class president my senior year. So that automatically put me on the reunion committee. So I was. So I went to my temp. Uh, I was on the I, I was on the committee that planned my temp uh, ten years ago, um, and now my twentieth uh, class reunion is coming up this year. Uh, so in June will be twenty years. Like in June will be twenty years since I graduated from high school. Um, we are actually planning our reunion around um, my high school's homecoming mm-hmm. in October. So we're not going to, um, you know, 10 years ago, we planned it around the time that we graduated this year. This, this, this reunion, we're doing it around homecoming to get more of a, get more of a, a better turnout. I mean, the, well, the first, the first thing, you know, our 10th year reunion, we had a really good turnout, but we, but we, there was also uh, people from other classes because we couldn't get in touch with all of our, <clears throat> all of our classmates. But we, we still had a great turnout. At the Navy Yard, back when the Navy Yard used to host the host reunions and shit before, uh, yeah, that. Um, so yes, I and I'm on the committee again. This I'm on the committee again. I have to be, not because I have to be, because I want to be. Um, but it's also like class president is on the committee. What system to make? Um, so yes, I went to the tenth, and the funny thing is, the tenth reunion. I was a newlywed. I had just got, I had just got married like three weeks before. <laughs> so I, like, I got the youngest, so I ended up getting the youngest couple award, mm-hmm. um, the youngest married couple award, because like I said, we, <clears throat> my ex-wife and I had just been married three or four weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this year I'm going single, which is great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I get, to, oh, I get to flirt with my, I get to flirt with classmates who are my yes. age. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I like it. Uh, so yes, I do think, um, you know, like I said, we we remain, you know, my classmates and I, we remain close over the years. Uh, some of my uh, best best friends, you know. You know a good number of them because you met a good number of them. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I'm I'm I, I'm excited to see them again. You know, I, there's some I see all the time, I talk to all the time, um, but there are also some that I haven't seen in I haven't seen since the since the ten year, um, mm-hmm. and there's even some that I haven't seen since graduated twenty years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm a you know, you, 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 it's almost like, you know, you know, shows, you know, TV shows that have like the 20th or 30th year reunion and somewhere like, it's almost, it, it, it feels like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. It feels like that now, because now we are 20 years removed. Um, mm-hmm. And even, even my college reunion, like, um, this would be, this year is, I graduated 16, 16 years ago. So last year, mm-hmm. and I went to like homecoming or to commencement, would have been my 15th. Um, mm-hmm. But it's the same way. At least in college, you know, at my school, at Lincoln, you know, we, it's twos and sevens. Like, you know, yeah. two, one, six, two, seven, zero, five, 
3849. Um, so we celebrate we celebrate New Guinea every five years. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I like I said, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm a big proponent of because you like you say, you, you know, we talked about this yesterday on uh, mm-hmm. the sports desk that you gotta give people the flowers while you still can. Because we tomorrow is not guaranteed, and not in, 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 in a lot of ways, today is not even guaranteed. Um, so you know, like I said, it would be stupid. I, I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing my old classmates and chopping it up with them once again and talking about all the crazy shit that we did at said yeah. high school. This is going to remain nameless for now. <laughs> I'll just let you say it begins with a C and an O and not an A. Oh, not dirty, not not dirty, cut dirty, not cut dirty, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm. You know, I, I skipped the ten year because it, it was really janky. They wanted to do like a barbecue besides stuff like that. Everybody's kind of naive. They were like, what? Were we twenty eight? I'm not sure. Actually, no, we didn't even have the ten year that I remember. We had a five year. So we had a five year reunion and. Some people, the, the cool people were invited. The people who were in the superlatives of the cool clique in high school. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, we had yeah. that. We had we had that problem for a second. So like, so so our plans for this year for our twentieth. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a sit down dinner at mm-hmm. the, uh, the the firehouse in Silver Spring. Mm-hmm. In Silver Spring, right, right. Uh, about a mile and a half from, from the school. So if you are from D.C., you probably know what school I'm talking about. I'm still not going to say the name. Um, and then also, you know, we never we never, we never got um, to take a class trip. So we are thinking about, we were thinking about at first, like taking a trip somewhere. Um, you know, if COVID stops being a bitch. <laughs> um so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tailgate at the homecoming game, um, like we do every year. Um, we're gonna tailgate at the game, and then after the game, we're gonna go. And that that will be the the, the dinner and the celebration and, and all of that. Um, and then like in the lead in, we're gonna like do some get together, some happy hours, just to get people. Excited and everything about the you know our twenty year reunion coming up. Um, so yeah, we got a lot planned. Mm-hmm. Got a lot planned. I'm looking like I said, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, and yeah, so but we also I know what we were planning out to be off. You know, we just don't want it to be the cool you know the cool kids who were in the year. Actually, we didn't have a yearbook. We had a we had a um we didn't get a yearbook either. We got a memory book. We got a memory book um, because our, the, our yearbook order fell apart. Um, so yeah, we were just making sure, you know, making sure that you know we keep, you know, we are, we were inclusive to everybody, even the nerds, the geeks, and all of that that were in, that were in the, that were in the yeah. class. Uh, I think now, like we, we had a good turnout for for the tenth. I'm hoping that we have an even better turnout for the 20. But now, you know, 10 years ago, we were just beginning our careers. We just, you know, a lot of us had just, like, were 
uh, three, four years removed from graduating from college, um, just getting to the, you know, just getting started our career, someone beginning to have families like me. Um, now, hopefully 10 years later, everyone's entrenched in their career. Uh, you know, kids are older, you know, and things like that. So it would, it's going to be good to see, um, you know, how everyone has changed over, over the last 20 years, especially for the ones that didn't come to the test. So, yeah. <clears throat> See, that makes me feel better because I'm like now, I, like hearing you say that, I can look at our reunion. It's like, oh, like, we could do so much better. But again, they just they don't get it right. You just uh, have to I'm, plan I'm it. So I would say, yeah, I would say this as a, as a, as, a, as a thing of advice: in order to plan a good reunion, you gotta you can't just do it four months out. We've been planning this for. We started planning this at the end of twenty. Um, it was in March of 2021. Yeah. March or April of 2021. Our 10th, we started two years before our, we started two years before our, um, before our 10th reunion. So we, we started the planning process in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to do a good reunion, you gotta, you gotta plan it at least a year out because you gotta find a venue, you gotta find a caterer, you know, things, all of, you know, all of those things, you gotta give people, time to pay um, so you just can't throw it together and you throw it together that's how you end up with a freaking barbecue it got to be at least you got to plan it at least a year even a year and a half before yeah okay yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with that we're going to have to do that because yeah um, I just I would like to have peace of mind about that you know what I mean so Right, and and, and now you got to think. You got to think now. You know, in two thousand, in two thousand ten, in two thousand eleven, when we were planning our temp, we didn't have all of the you know social media things that we have now, where it's easier to get, it's easier to connect with your old classmates. We were going, and basically, it was word of you know a lot of it was word of mouth and and everything. Because not everyone was on Facebook, not everyone was on Twitter. Well, actually, those were the only two that were out at that time. And then Instagram came along. It's so much easier to get in contact with old classmates now because a lot of them, even if they're now on Twitter, they're on some type of social media. Mm-hmm. They're on some type of social media. So, um, yeah, I, get, I, I, I would say, like, like I said, my best advice, plan it a, a year in advance, a year ahead. Obviously, next week we'll talk a little bit more about it. I want to hear from Chris Iris and, you know, the ladies and Shay. So what we're going to do is we'll close it out this week. We have had a good talk, you know, obviously men and mortgages, homes, homecomings and things like that. Um, I, I enjoy our talks. It feel like it's just like real intimate. You and I, we just shoot the shit for an hour and a half. So we're going to have to do these. Of course. So, you know, because, you know, we're still brothers at the end of the day. So they don't get to see just us dialogue like we have a regular conversation. So, you know, I, I appreciate you. I love you, bro. Um, obviously, whenever or if we ever close the house, well, guess what? Now you can just come over and stay a couple of days. You just just in the house so you know, sure can. <laughs> yeah so yeah and obviously we'll be a little bit further away we'll talk about that on you know on the other end but it, it's close enough that it's not far let's just put it like that but okay let, let's close out where can they find you on social media so we get about it 
Um, you can find me trying to hit on one of my um, past classmates. Oh, Lord. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at our sharp tongue or heygreggy.com. That is the website that will be launching April 1st. Uh, Young Black Pod is the website for the podcast. We're on all streaming DSPs, including now Amazon Alexa. So we're on that platform effective Monday. So last Monday is when we became official on Amazon. We're on there now. Um, you can follow the podcast at Young Black Pod on Instagram, or you can follow us at Why Be Bothered on Twitter, and that is letter Y, the letter B, Bothered on Twitter. You can follow us there now because we'll probably be shooting the shit by, you know, tweeting about whatever's happening in sports. Um, Q is the host of the Sports Desk. That is every Monday at 8.30, effective this Monday. So you can check us out live on stereo using the stereo app. It is free. All you have to do is set up your own profile, kind of like you would on clubhouse and Twitter spaces. And you can hear us live comment like Ashley did earlier. But most importantly, if you want to donate to the show, you can definitely donate through cash app. I know Q is QD1906. If you want to donate to him, he has a birthday coming up in less than 90 days. So just know that that is a thing. And I need you to, you know, govern yourself accordingly because, for the first time in two years, we may actually be able to celebrate Q's birthday properly. Um, also have weddings and stuff that we have to attend in the next 60 days. We have a bachelor party that I have to attend in the next 45 days. And it's that. But more importantly, we want to say thank you for actually listening to the show. We'll see you next week. Peace, y'all. Adios, y'all. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.